have a question for you. How are your New Year's resolutions going? I need to know who my people are who are slacking by January 2nd. I mean, put it in the chat, scale of one to five, five being you're crushing it, how are you doing? And I'm with you. Listen, it's January 21st. We're three weeks into the new year and I already feel like some of the goals I made are slipping away. Some of the plans and dreams I was working towards in 2021 are already facing some resistance and some challenge. And the more I think on it, the more I believe this, that you don't need another New Year's resolution. You and I, we need to become resolute people. The definition of resolute is this, admirably purposeful, determined, and unwavering. Hear me on this. You don't need another resolution, another goal or plan. You need a resiliency, an endurance that will carry you through the trials and challenges you're going to face along the way. Today, I want to talk about resolute. And I think we can all relate to these feelings that even when you plan, even when you have every little detail covered, interruptions and changes will come. And I can't think of anyone else in the Bible who knew this to be true more than Joseph. You can read the account of his life in Genesis 37 through 50. Joseph was born into a family with 12 brothers. And honestly, that's probably all you need to know about his story. And you can imagine the kind of resistance that he faced. But at a young age, Joseph started having dreams about his life, about being a great leader and having great influence. And God would give him these visions of people even bowing down to him. But you can imagine how this went over when he started sharing it with his family and his brothers that one day they'd be bowing down to him. In fact, Joseph's brothers were so jealous that this is what happened in Genesis 37, 18 through 20. It says, when Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him at a distance. They approached him and made plans to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father that a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. Now, one of Joseph's brothers, Reuben, tried to talk them out of it. So they land on throwing him into a dried up well and just letting him sit there to die slowly. Now, I'm not sure if that's much better than murdering him, but Reuben says all of this because later he was planning to go back secretly and rescue Joseph. However, before he could be rescued, another brother had an idea. Judah said to his brothers, what would we gain by killing our brother? We'd have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelite traitors. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Ishmaelites, who were the Midianite trainers, came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver. And the traitors took him to Egypt. Now, you thought your family was crazy? Joseph's brothers just sold him into slavery and covered it up by telling their father that a wild animal ate him. Joseph is trafficked to Egypt where he's sold as a slave to Potiphar, who's the captain of the palace guard of Pharaoh. Now I can only imagine this was nowhere on Joseph's New Year's resolutions goals. This wasn't in the plan. This wasn't in the dream God had given him for his life. Yet it says this in Genesis 39, two through three, the Lord was with Joseph. 
The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. You see, though Joseph didn't know how all the puzzle pieces of his life would fit together, he did know he was not alone. I want you to put that in the chat. I am not alone. I don't know who watching this needs to hear this, but even if you are facing a trial, even when bad things happen and relationships fall apart, God is with you. If you're taking notes, write this down. You don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. You see, God actually used this detour in Joseph's plan to strengthen his purpose. Potiphar ended up entrusting everything he owned and all his affairs to Joseph. So whatever trial you're facing and the plans you've made, you need to ask yourself this, what purpose might God have in this detour? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans that are good, not for disaster, to give you a hope and a future. When Joseph could have chosen anxiety and depression and doubt, instead, he chose to be resilient and rise above the challenges he was facing because he trusted God's purpose was good. In fact, the opposition we face doesn't have to be a setback, but it can actually be a set up for our growth and God's good plan for our lives. So things are looking up for Joseph right now. He's ruling over all of Potiphar's house, but don't get too comfortable because this story is just getting started. We read on in the story that Potiphar's wife actually falsely accused Joseph of a crime. And because of it, Joseph was stripped of his position and thrown into prison. And I mean, things just went from bad to worse. Joseph just went from being a slave to a prisoner. And I wonder if you've ever felt this way, like things were finally starting to change and get better only to have everything come crashing down. But listen to this in Genesis 39, 19 through 23, it says, but the Lord was with Joseph. But the Lord was with Joseph in prison and showed him faithful love. Again, we see God is with Joseph even in the trial. He was never left alone. He was never forgotten. It goes on to say, and the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Get this, Joseph didn't let the place he was in determine the position he was going to hold. Maybe you look at your life and you were far from the place you imagined yourself in. Maybe you thought by now you'd be in a different career. You'd be married. You'd no longer be struggling with mental health. You'd be fill in the blank, whatever it is. The truth is, you don't have to understand the place you're in to trust that God has positioned you. I wanna say that again. If you're writing notes down, I want you to make sure you get this one. You don't have to understand the place to trust that God has positioned you. God used the place Joseph ended up in to bless him and to position him in leadership, even in prison. 
You may not understand the place you are in, but if you're willing to trust God, He wants to position you in a place of success, even amidst the confusion. Joseph could have let his disappointment and discouragement rob him of what God was doing in his life. In the same way, how can you trust what God is positioning you for despite the place you're in? It was this prison detour that actually allowed Joseph to be in the right place at the right time. The account goes on in Genesis chapter 40 that Joseph actually interprets two dreams for two prisoners. And one of these prisoners was Pharaoh's chief cupbearer. And long story short, his dream ended up coming true and the cupbearer was restored to his position in Pharaoh's court. And though this cupbearer promised to remember Joseph and help him be released from prison, it goes on to say that the chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph, never giving him another thought. However, when Pharaoh had a dream no one could interpret, the cupbearer remembered Joseph. There's so much in this story, you have to go back and read it yourself later. But through God's power, Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream that there would be seven years of great harvest followed by seven years of famine. Let's pick up the conversation in Genesis 41, verses 38 through 41. Pharaoh asked his, his officials, can we find anyone else, this man so obviously filled by the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court, and all my people will take orders from you. Only I sitting on the throne will have a higher rake than yours." Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. So because Joseph was faithful, he was now put in charge of the entire land of Egypt. And this is true because Joseph chose to be faithful in Potiphar's house and faithful in the prison. He could be faithful in the palace. I wanna say it again, you don't have to understand the place to know that God has positioned you. Joseph could have never imagined or planned to end up in this place, but because of his faithfulness, God positioned him to serve and lead others over the entire nation of Egypt. And our story, it actually doesn't end here. You see, Joseph still has a family that betrayed him. In Genesis 42 through 46, we read that the famine actually reached the land of Canaan, where Joseph's family lived. His brothers heard that Egypt had food, so they traveled to purchase some for their families. At first, Joseph hid his identity from them, and they didn't recognize him. But when he could stand it no longer, he sent his servants out of the room and broke down weeping in front of his brothers. It says in Genesis chapter 45, verses 4 and 8, Joseph says to them, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and preserve many survivors. 
So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the government of all Egypt. I mean, talk about an unexpected reunion. Can you imagine the tension that must have been in that room? The emotions Joseph would have been experiencing, the fear his brothers must have had. But Joseph's response is powerful. It's selfless and forgiving. He's quoted saying this in Genesis 50, verse 20. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. I want you to hear this. You don't have to understand the pain to trust that God has provision. Let me say that again. You don't have to understand the pain to trust that God has provision. You may feel like Joseph. You may have real pain and hurts in some of your relationships. Maybe the disappointments of 2020 seem to be following you into the new year. Maybe the resistance you feel isn't unkept goals, but it's unkept relationships. I want you to know that God has provision for your pain. God used Joseph despite the pain to provide food for millions of people and save millions of lives. And God even worked in Joseph to provide strength to forgive those who wronged him. Romans 8.28 says, For we know that God causes everything, God causes everything to work together for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. Maybe you have real pain and real questions for God about why he allowed certain things to happen to you. I get that. I've been there. And Joseph certainly got that. But the promise for us is this. If we choose to trust God, he will redeem the pain in our lives and work all things together for our good. Do you believe that today? That God wants to work all things together for your good? that no matter the circumstance, Jesus is with you. Friends, this truth of Jesus' nearness changes everything. Just as the Lord was with Joseph in every place he found himself, he will be with you. You don't need another resolution this year. You need to become a resolute person. Imagine if Joseph had given up after being misunderstood by his brothers, or sold into slavery, or falsely accused, or thrown into prison, or forgotten by his friend, the cupbearer. He had so many opportunities to give up. But God had a purpose, and God has a purpose for your life, just like he did for Joseph's. I believe we can all commit to three things this year, to live a life of purpose, full of resiliency. The first is this, stay in the presence of God. At every obstacle, we read that the Lord was with Joseph. As you face obstacles and setbacks this year, choose to stay with God. Stay in his presence by showing up to church, reading your Bible, praying and worshiping. The second is this, seek the perspective of God. Joseph chose to seek God's perspective over his own discouragement or confusion. God's perspective reminded him that when all he could do was see bad, that God was working a plan for good. God's perspective allowed him to forgive his brothers and live a life full of purpose and serving others. How can you seek God's perspective this year? 
The third is this, surround yourself with the people of God. One of the most important decisions I've made has been to surround myself with people who will help me stay in the presence of God and seek the perspective of God. And let me just say that being here tonight, that you're already on the right track. This year, you can surround yourself with people who will encourage you and support you no matter the obstacle. And I wanna pray for us tonight. I wanna pray for those of you who, who wanna become more resolute despite the challenges you're facing. And I also wanna pray for those of you who, maybe you hear us talk about this God who was with Joseph, but you feel like you've never known a God who's been with you. Maybe you don't know this Jesus who is with us through every battle and trial of life. Let's pray together tonight. Jesus, thank you that you're with us. Jesus, I ask that you would help us become more resolute people, that you would strengthen us no matter the challenge we're facing, no matter the discouragement we feel, that you are with us and you're working a good plan in our lives. And Jesus, I wanna pray for those who don't know you yet. Jesus, who wanna start a relationship with you, that together we would trust you with our lives. Thank you for giving us life, for giving us joy, for giving us hope, and that you will never leave us. It's in your name we pray, amen.